Every day, you know, we have people waiting on ambulances and um, that's got to change. And so uh, for me, you know, I'm, I'm talking with our representatives down under the state capitol. They're about to go back in the session and trying to get them to carry some bills that'll help us. Because it, it's not just us, it's, it's the whole state is kind of in this together. Welcome to the Southside Show, your local news and information source for Atlanta's South Side. Welcome to the Southside Show. I'm your host, R.D. Jones III. The Southside Show will introduce you to the talented individuals, visionary leaders, innovative entrepreneurs, and game changers that make a Southside strong. Today's guest is Chad Jones, Fire Chief for the City of South Fulton. He began his career in public safety in 1990 when he became a state-certified emergency medical technician. He joined the Atlanta Fire Department in 1995, where he rose through the ranks to deputy chief prior to his retirement in 2020. After retirement, he was selected for the fire chief job of the city of South Fulton in 2021. Chad has a life goal to give back to the community and profession that he loves so much and to leave it better for future generations. Fire Chief Jones, welcome to the Southside Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. All right. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with you for the last seven months now. <laughs> it's been a it's, it's been a, a, a great experience. You are a guy of high professionalism. I love what you do. You're so very knowledgeable of public safety. Um, as we get into this interview or this conversation, could you tell the Southside Show guest a little bit about your about your background? Where were you raised? Uh, do you have any siblings? A little bit about your family. All right. Well, my childhood was probably not normal. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, my mom uh, was sick off and on, and we lost her last year. Sorry um, to hear that. Yes. Um, uh, we were too, but uh, she was a fighter. And I think she instilled that in me, you know, mm -hmm. always uh, give back to the community, um, always be grateful uh, for what you get and uh, always give praise to the man upstairs. So uh, it's kind of the way I live my life and raise my family. So, uh, but I'm a Georgian. I was born and raised um, just outside of Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta, wow. uh, old Georgia Baptist hospital. Okay. Um, and uh, my parents uh, after Vietnam had gotten married and moved into Smyrna. And so uh, family is from anywhere from Smyrna to Moultrie to Albany, uh, Macon. So kind of bounced around uh, when my mom was sick, uh, relatives and things. But I okay. uh, did most of my growing up in, in Smyrna. So um, dad worked for the phone company in and around Atlanta, 14th Street, and um, grew up, you know, rooting on the Braves and the Falcons and the Hawks and uh, wishing we had a winning season back then. So, right. um, but, uh, you know, uh, born and raised uh, here. I have one older brother, uh, he's in pharmaceuticals, kind of fell into that. Um, didn't have a pathway really to college. Um, so uh, my best friend, his dad was a firefighter um, and that kind of inspired me. And he told me right after high school, uh, become an EMT and that's what I did right out of high school, went to work, uh, progressed up from an EMT to a paramedic and uh, got a chance with Atlanta Fire Department in 1995. Um, again, been uh, blessed. Uh, throughout my career, had some great opportunities uh, as I went through, uh, got my bachelor's degree from the University of Florida, uh, being able to get my master's degree. We won't uh, hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my master's through um, uh, Columbus State University. Um, so I'm the first in my family to have a degree 
and I continue to pursue. I'm at Columbia Southern right now pursuing a doctorate of business administration. So cool. lifelong learner, uh, been to Harvard through their executive leadership program, uh, was lucky enough to be selected for Leadership Atlanta in 2018. And so um, really at this point in my career uh, was to become a fire chief. Uh, but one of my main goals is a love and passion of people mm -hmm. and being a public servant and really wanting to move our profession uh, to the next level. And when this opportunity came up and I applied, uh, spoke with the city manager, Tammy Jones, um, it all the pieces fell together. And again, you know, our path is defined by the man upstairs. So I think he has a, a hand in it. And um, here was a department that was young, you know, three years old. Uh, I was the fifth fire chief they brought in. Um, had a lot of turnover. So uh, the first promise I made to him is I'm not going anywhere. Um, I was born and raised here. I'm not moving. Um, and uh, I want to develop this department, build it from the foundation up. Uh, make it a class one fire department accredited and uh, we're on our way uh, been here 20 months uh, as far as family life um, met the love of my life i always say that uh, god uh, put her in my life to keep me straight uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, spent the last 27 years with my wife we live down in, in fayetteville uh, raised two daughters uh, they're 23 and 20. i got one that goes to lagrange college uh, music and theater and the other is a teacher now in Fayette County, uh, special needs. She's a special ed teacher for those K through uh, second grade. So uh, I think I kind of rubbed off on her on giving back and, and um, helping those much in need. So, um, but again, um, love the outdoors. Uh, if I'm not here, I'm usually outdoors somewhere doing something. Uh, again, grew up on kind of a mini farm. And uh, like I explained to you, you know, I got animals, love animals, horses, uh, goats, you know, chickens, everything like that. So uh, for those out there, uh, they're paying seven, $8 for a dozen eggs. I have chickens and it doesn't cost me anything for eggs. I get them every morning. So uh, having your own way of, you know, providing for yourself and your family, um, that's kind of my zen, you know, just being able to uh, do things and reap the harvest and things. So I enjoy doing that, so. Okay. A little bit about uh, your department. How many, um, get, how many guys do you supervise in your department? So um, we're growing. Uh, when I came on, our head, uh, what they call a head count, our staffing uh, total was 186. Wow. Um, we have gone up to 192. And what I had to do the first year was really evaluate the department and where it's at. Okay. Um, the message, and I've told the citizens, um, they're going to be seeing change. And uh, we're coming up with a plan and a pathway forward for that because obviously uh, we're 90 square miles and we have nine stations. Um, that's not enough. You typically want a station about every five miles for response times. Um, and I've told the city manager and council and mayor, don't worry, I'm not gonna come and ask for 20, uh, but we need to be in the, in the ballpark of 13 or 14. Uh, you have two districts currently without a fire station, district two uh, and district six. Um, we have purchased uh, land, 51 acres in District 2. Uh, we are in the process of finalizing another seven acres in District 7 on Oakley. Uh, so strategically, we're looking at that. Um, when I came in, one of the things the, the past mayor, Bill Edwards, said was uh, diversity. We had 1% female. We're now up to about 12%, uh, really striving to diversify our organization, uh, bring in training, uh, bring in equipment. Um, the equipment when I got here, a lot of it was dilapidated. 
Uh, that was a main goal of me last year is to have safe and efficient and effective equipment. Right. Uh, throughout the year, we were able to purchase three new engines, a new ladder. Uh, we have uh, brought in a health and safety officer. Uh, we're pushing for mental health um, because cancer and suicides are the two top leading uh, causes of death right now in firefighters. So we're tackling those in our city. Wow. So we're bringing in, like I said, uh, a consultant uh, for mental health and uh, we have changed the way we're doing business um, and improving our, you can't prevent cancer, but you can do things with health and safety and gear and equipment to reduce the chances of you getting it. So we've implemented those programs and processes. Um, and again, like I said, you know, with the equipment, um, every station now has uh, an apparatus that, that meets our national fire protection NFPA standards. Okay. Uh, so that was the first step. Um, stations are the second. And again, um, training facility, um, the city is new. So we're outgrowing what we're renting. And so as we, as we grow the 51 acres, um, we're hoping to develop into a complex with a headquarters, an emergency operations center, a training center, um, a, a fire station, a logistics and maintenance, okay. uh, because those are things that we just don't have. Uh, one of the things supervising and staffing uh, the 192, we have state and national uh, training requirements. And just last month, we were having to take our personnel and equipment to Clayton County to use their facility because we don't have a facility. So that's those are things that are big strategic goals. Right. Um, we're not just looking in the next year, we're developing a five and a 20 year plan. Uh, we're working with you in economic development. We're working uh, with community development and making sure that as we grow as a city that we're prepared um, to service the needs. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys, how did you guys uh, work towards having, I guess, 12% women diversity at the fire department versus the 1%. And also, what are you doing to be able to address filling future positions as you continue to grow your department? So I'm glad you asked. Um, it's, I'm very proud of my leadership team. Uh, one of the first things, and I probably rocked the boat a little bit, but um, you know, going back to some of the, the leaders I know and, and some of my studies, sometimes you know, if you don't have the right people in the right seats, you gotta rearrange. So um, I brought in a diverse group at the top. So um, a uh, female fire chief that came out of South Carolina uh, came over, uh, Chief Hilda Moses, a uh, lot of military background. Uh, she's been a fire chief and um, she is running my support services. Cool. Uh, the other deputy chief is uh, Deron Pat Wilson. Uh, he's been around, he's also a former fire chief. He is running my operations and training. So I brought in people that knew a lot, that's right. been there before to not only help me grow, but help this department grow. And so I diversified the top at first, and then as we've worked down, but programs that we've implemented, and one that we're really proud of that got implemented last year, was specifically for high school age women. Hmm. So we partnered because we're small uh, with uh, police, and we, uh, Decatur Fire Chief, who is a female, uh, sent help, and also Coweta County, had a couple of female uh, firefighters. So the program wasn't necessarily for firefighters, but what it was, was to inspire and encourage young women to seek out their goals, to do whatever they want to do and don't let anybody tell them. And so we had nine fabulous young women from around uh, high schools. I think there was four high schools that were actually um, recognized in the program. Um, 
and the whole program at last year was three days. Um, it was all the instructions, everybody that dealt with these young women were women. And they were able to speak real time. You know, what some of theirs, we brought in uh, Chief Rosemary Cloud, who's retired, was one of the first African-American chiefs in the nation uh, over in East Point. And she came in and spoke to the women on her journey. So to give them encouragement, to inspire them, to tell them, and out of that, we actually had two young ladies apply to our department. Great. So when they, they, uh, when they graduated. Uh, the other thing we're working on is um, a program, CTAE, uh, which is a national program that the state of Georgia has. Most people know it as dual enrollment. Okay. Um, there's other departments that are already doing it, Clayton County. Uh, so we're not reinventing the wheel we're using, uh, but we're working with the Fulton County Board of Education. Uh, we're hoping that by this fall to have the program in the high schools. And so any of the high school juniors or seniors, male or female, can apply to go into the dual enrollment. Uh, and basically, they get college level classes for free. And what we'll do is we'll put them on a journey to become a firefighter. Now, when they graduate, they'll have the college credits. If they so desire to become a firefighter, we can hire them right out of high school at 18. Wow. They would already have about 70% of their training. A firefighter from street to the station takes about 12 months. So if I can take seven or eight months out of that, because I've already taught them, we already know these individuals. We can mentor them. We can coach them as juniors and seniors. They're already vested. They're already vested. And the other thing is, as you talk about retention, well, in retention, if your parents, your grandparents, you come from here, you probably get a job here, you're going to stay here. So they're not going to be looking elsewhere. Um, last year, you know, with our union and everything, we negotiated a contract. Um, we are one of the highest paid departments. So. A high schooler coming out, 18 years old, will go into our academy at $47,000. Wow. We will train them. High school. Yep. We will train them to everything they need and pay them. And then once we swear them in as a firefighter and they go to the station, we'll give them $50,000. That's $50,000 with benefits, 401, 457 plan. And then on top of that, we'll continue their education. The city offers tuition reimbursement. So if they want to further their career, you know, and finish their associates, their bachelors, and so forth, they can throughout their career and have tuition reimbursement. That is awesome, Chief. That is awesome. So, I know that some students graduate from college now with four-year degrees, and they're not coming out making $50,000. No, and they got $200,000 or whatever in debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, exactly. So it's a, it's a way, you know, it's a big push with the technical colleges right now. Um, I talked to uh, Dr. Seals over at Atlanta Technical College, um, and again, enrollment uh, really pushing, especially in the state of Georgia. We're having serious problems hiring, even nationwide, and what a lot of them call blue collar, you know, for firefighters, police, but EMTs, paramedic, you know, uh, mechanics. And so those are trade um, that we're kind of losing a little bit, but if we can get them on this path again, you know, uh, within three or four months out of high school making $50,000 with benefits and a department that's going to back you for the next 30 years, uh, pay raises, promotions, uh, give you all the training you need and help you with your, your college career if you so desire to have a degree. Yeah, and almost do it debt free Yep, to a certain degree. Well, that is awesome. Uh, let's let's uh, switch topics a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about health care on the south side and 
some of the struggles you know that mm -hmm. you have been going through as far as um, being a, a fire chief and providing emergency services to residents you're well aware and we both participated in meetings dealing with you know the recent closure of Wellstar mm -hmm. you know um, a trauma one center um, and then of course Wellstar closed in East Point and now we find ourselves with virtually no health care south of I-20 um, but then we do have some health care in Clayton County um, but um, what is the what what is there is the city of South Fulton Fire Department doing to try to address some of these voids right now? I know that's kind of a loaded question and there's a lot going on, but what are you guys, um, what guys, what are you guys looking to do to try to address, I guess our short-term needs for healthcare and getting those emergency services to people because you having to transport a lot further. So uh, several avenues and a lot of questions in that, that one question. So um, we've had a uh, discussion before, uh, but for the viewers to know, I'm also um, a couple years ago was elected to the Georgia Fire Chiefs Association, the board. So uh, moving up through that progression, currently uh, the second vice president. Uh, this year, actually, I'll move up to the first, but part of my job for the you know, all the departments in Georgia is legislation, kind of keeping a ear to the ground, what's going through, um, being that board member that, that representatives and senators and things reach out to me and say, what do you think the fire service? So uh, it's been a great learning experience in building partnerships. So one of the biggest things with healthcare that, that we're seeing across the state is some of the antiquated laws we have on the books um, that deal specifically with emergency medical services and hospitals. Um, again, like you said, we were in the same meeting, I brought it up, um, that down at, at the state capitol, one of the, the things that uh, meeting with senators and things is, we don't have a hospital south of I-20. You know, years ago they closed, um, you know, Southwest, uh, then they closed, and it changed names several, but AMC South is what it was finally called or whatever. So uh, you have the second largest city in Fulton County uh, that doesn't have a hospital. And you have seven other cities, in, well, if you want to include half of Atlanta, that doesn't have access to a hospital within their own county. So one of the things we're doing is we're trying to address some of that at legislation and trying to get it changed to help us uh, because some of the laws actually prohibit municipalities from kind of getting into the EMS um, you know, business. Um, we don't want to take it away and we don't you know, necessarily want it, but it's, it's a, our citizens need it. Right. So we have extended uh, response times currently for all of South Fulton, all eight cities basically, uh, has Grady as a provider. It goes through the county. The county actually has you know, the agreement with Grady. And so there's no stipulation or, or anything for us as a municipality, how do we hold them accountable? You know, how do we assist them? So looking at that, because it's just not our city, it's all the cities around us. And like you, you talked about, where, wherever, basically you're, the ambulance comes and if they're trying to go to the closest, it could be in Clayton, it could be in Fayette, it could be in Noonan, it could be in Douglas, it could be in Cobb. Um, we have, we lost a level one trauma center, uh, which includes the ICU and neuro and everything like that. So when Grady gets 
you know, backed up or if we have a large trauma, you may end up having people go as far as Columbus, Macon, um, Augusta. Wow. Um, you know, those are our backups. So the thing I brought up in our meeting you talked about is, you know, how many people in the South Side actually depend on public transportation? How many people do not have vehicles? Well, part of the healing process is your loved ones being able to get there. We don't have transportation to Douglas or Cobb or Fayette or Noonan, you know. So if they don't go to a downtown, you know, hospital, a lot of their families can't really get to them sometimes, yeah. you know. So some of the things we're trying to address right now, um, we're looking at some of the programs that are nationwide, mobile integrated health uh, care, where uh, we might be able to partner with someone to, to bring health care closer. Um, the other is um, changing laws uh, to where we might be able to use Right now, an ambulance in the state of Georgia can only take someone to an ER, emergency room. Um, that's by law. So, but if we can get it changed or supplemented to where they could go to uh, urgent care or critical care or a mental health institute, mm -hmm. um, we're not taking someone to an emergency room and clogging up the system where they could have been treated a block from their house right. simply and went, went back home. So. Um, we need to expand our services and be able to work. And that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to bring solutions to the tables that are, that'll work for not only us, but other cities, other municipalities. Um, because again, healthcare, the cost of healthcare um, is a whole nother discussion, but what we're doing specifically are those, and we're also looking at rescues. So um, not that we will be transporting, but again, uh, our number of calls are increasing. Um, every year, number of calls have been going up and we're working with the Department of Health. Um, I think education is big. Uh, there's a lot of times people just don't know, they've, they've grown up and all they did was dial 911. Mm -hmm. So um, bringing forth education to people to win an urgent care, when, a, you know, when they can go, um, what emergency rooms are really there for. So um, if y'all, if you read, you know, Wellstar said that, you know, only 7% of their patients that went to their emergency room in East Point actually got admitted. Well, that was their numbers and that was one of the reasons that they closed, you know, was trying to justify, you know, we didn't send a lot of people. Well, every day, you know, we have people waiting on ambulances and um, that's got to change. And so uh, for me, you know, I'm, I'm talking with our representatives down under the state capitol. They're about to go back in the session and trying to get them to carry some bills that'll help us. Because it, it's not just us, it's it's the whole state is kind of in this together. Okay. Well, I know uh, the city of South Fulton, I believe was uh, approximately like 94 square miles with the addition of the Fulton Industrial Boulevard area. Mm -hmm. Huge area, huge city and brand new city, five years old, mm -hmm. um, and has, you know, um, it continues to build, build, build. Yet at the same time, the infrastructure that's in place is barely enough, you know, to provide right. for our needs. Um, I know that you guys, through the, uh, the fire department, I can remember being at one of the council meetings and they approved the purchase of some more apparatus for your department and everything so that you can provide 
services, but what are you doing, I guess, in addition to that, to be able to kind of address the needs for this huge city? Because some of these areas have low water pressure, some have no water. It's amazing how diverse <clears throat> the city of South Fulton is in which you have a very rural area here with farms. <laughs> you got an area here that's more a suburb. You got an area over here that's more industrial and over here is more residential. It's just kind of, it's a hodgepodge of many different, you know, um, areas. So that was one of the, the first things I did was um, a very quick risk assessment mm -hmm. of the area. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, we were, as a fire department, and still are um, running Fulton Industrial, like you said, uh, one of the largest industrial parks in the southeast, mm -hmm. uh, one of the largest um, uh, area holding hazardous materials. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Charlie Brown you know, airport that uh, we're contract uh, to respond to in that area of unincorporated Fulton County. So again, looking at our immediate needs and our apparatus, like you said, we, we fell well short when I first came here on dependable, efficient, effective um, equipment. Uh, we have really um, sped up the process on getting equipment. Uh, so again, not only did we get into three engines uh, and one ladder, we also were able to refurbish our old tender, uh, which carries water. It carries 1,800 gallons of water. Um, we refurbished our air and light unit, which is very critical for us to get needed supplies to and from um, when we have structure fires and things like that. Uh, we've upgraded a lot of our smaller vehicles too. So incrementally, and like I said, you know, the five and 20 year plan, um, we do have a plan that most of the council is aware of. Uh, we should be bringing it to council. Um, I just can't let it out right now, um, but it's strategic on how we do the growth. So again, it goes back to what you were saying is, um, we need to be an all hazard fire department. And we really weren't when I first got here. We have plans to get there. Uh, we're hiring personnel. Uh, we have a recruit class right now. We have another class that's gonna start in a, a month. Uh, so we shouldn't have many to none back. I don't think I said that right. Many to none vacancies after this next class. Uh, but again, each year strategically, we're going to have to increase our headcount. Right. We're going to have to get more. Uh, opening a fire station um, the way I want to is going to take about 30 personnel. So every time we, we in increase a fire station apparatus, we got to increase the number of personnel and training. So we want to do it strategically so we don't overwhelm you know, the system. Right. Uh, but like you said, uh, when you go down into District 4, you have areas that doesn't, doesn't have municipal water. Uh, people are rural, they, they get their water from wells, they're on septic. Uh, so it's a different you know, risk for us. That's why at Station 8, the engine we bought, a typical engine carries 500 gallons of water. Uh, this one that we bought carries 1,000. So wow. in Station 8, you have a specialized engine with 1,000 gallons and a tender that's carrying 1,800 gallons. So when we respond to a fire, the immediate first-in apparatus is carrying 2,800 gallons of water for us to make that initial fire attack. Uh, there's training and there's mutual aid. Chattahoochee Hills, which is right below there, has another tender with 2,000 gallons. And when we have a fire, we already have agreements that so they're dispatching. So we're, we're bringing water with us. Um, now, cool. long-term city, if they ever put municipal water, um, would be great, but if they don't, we prepared for that. Uh, like you said, with the uh, hazmat and, and uh, airport, 
We did a lot of, of airport training. We partnered with the city of Atlanta out at Hartsfield-Jackson. They have a very good program uh, to train people in aircraft firefighting. Uh, we put over 40 people through that class this year, so we're trained. Uh, we also brought in haz hazardous material training from outside. Um, and again, uh, we're training our personnel and then we're systematically purchasing equipment uh, to go along with that. Uh, you brought up a good point that we um, finally incorporated uh, Fulton Industrial. I don't know if a lot of people knew that we also got 17 miles of the Chattahoochee. That came along with it. So <laughs> yes, in partnership yes. with the Atlanta Police, uh, we're developing a program. Um, there's two search and rescue type training you do. One is for swift water. Obviously we have flooding going on right now. You have moving water, people get stuck in it. Um, they decide to go play in the rivers and they get stuck. Uh, so having the ability to have a team to go and rescue the people in swift water and the other is a dive. So uh, we're in the infancy stages, but we are training. Uh, we are purchasing equipment uh, for that risk factor that now that we have 17 miles of the Chattahoochee and uh, I've heard different names, but there's hundreds of lakes and ponds and water throughout South Fulton. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, having a water rescue team that can go in swift water or you know, into lakes and stuff is gonna be uh, valuable. So again, just as PD is improving their services, we are too. And that's what you do as a public safety. You look at what, what can happen in your city, you know, whether it's, you know, no water, power, tornadoes, ice, and then taking those risks and then putting them up to what you can do. And then basically that's where your gap analysis come in and you say, okay, we need to be trained on this. We need this equipment because if this happens, so, um, facilities wise, we got to grow. And that's what I was saying. We need five or six. Some of our older facilities are in dire need of just being rebuilt. So right. that's where our 20 year plan is going to come in and how we're going to systematically replace stations and increase our stations. Um, and, and again, the city just became five years old. The fire department transitioned almost a year after. So this year, um, February 28th, I think is actually the date, our fire department becomes five years old within the city. Wow. So in last May was the five year anniversary for the city. So again, and police, I think it's September, October, they get their fifth year. So uh, that's one of the things we tell people, be patient. You know, we, we, we are working steadily. We have great people. Uh, you call 911, Big Red, as we say, is gonna show up. Um, but again, I talked about the rescues. So as the number of calls come up, we only have so many pieces of equipment to respond. And so even some of our stations, we are looking at ways to add equipment in there to help us until we can get other, other stations. Um, the simple fact is we, we have the nine fire stations and, and that's what we have currently. Um, again, we've, we have three areas. Uh, we have land, uh, be two new stations and a rebuild of one. Um, but again, that's be going through council and architects and funding and yeah. all that good stuff down the road. <laughs> right. um, and personnel, but but the plan is is coming together, and uh, we tell people, you know, just let us know uh, your needs and your, you know, what you what you want from us, and, and we'll provide it. Right. Well, Chief Jones, uh, we thank you for, you know, all the great work that you're doing. Even though you've done so much work, I know that there's a lot ahead. But the thing is, is that uh, I believe that you're the right man for the <laughs> for the job, and well, like I you. said, it's a uh, I enjoy working with you and your um, your leadership style and you know your um, your positive outlook overall and just your knowledge 
you know, many years of experience. Is there anything that you would like to leave our Southside show guests with? No, I just, um, as we tell everybody, you know, uh, we're on several platforms. And one of the things uh, with the recent storms, I always like to give people some type of safety message, I think, you know. Um, but there is a system and it's free and it's called Falcon. And it's through Fulton County. And we, that is our emergency uh, notification system. So if you don't have it, you can download it to your phone, to uh, your computer, and it alerts you. It not only alerts you to, you know, last night I was getting them for flash floods, for the thunderstorms, but uh, tornado watches and warnings, amber alerts. So I tell people, you know, make sure you have it because being prepared and, and everything, we get the call afterwards, but the more people can be prepared and know what's coming um, and just let the fire department know how we can serve you better. Get on uh, one of the platforms. Uh, I have a PIO that does, I'm not tech savvy. That's why I hired someone to do the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook and all that. But, you know, let us know how we're doing. We want to know, you know, good, bad, indifference. Um, I always tell, I make station around and tell them, let me know what's broke. I can't fix it unless I know it's broke, right. you know? So if someone had good service, we'd like to know. If someone has bad service, we'd like to know. And again, uh, we're here for the citizens, you know, the firefighters, uh, the stations, the equipment, it's all for them. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we're here to serve. And that's right. just what I'd like them to know. All right. Well, thank you, Chief thank you. Jones. All right. And this is a wrap, folks. My time is up. I'm Artie Jones, your host of the Southside Show, bringing you the latest and the greatest that the Southside has to offer. And if you don't remember anything else from this episode, please remember this. Don't, don't sleep, sleep on, on the, the Southside. Side. Thanks for joining us. Take care.